You're listening to highlights from the Creative Processes interview with Lauren Lomong, president of Musée Picasso. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. I think Picasso is a very strange man because one of the main bond, I think he was born in 1881 and the death is 1973. So we have 92 years of artistic life. Let's say that around the age of 30, he becomes famous and wealthy, which is something very dangerous for artists, as you know. But in the case of Picasso, it was not dangerous. It was like a new beginning, a new life, and he never ends to create. That's the main point, because sometimes when you become wealthy and famous, you stop to have the energy of the creative process to think about something which is important for you. And like Duchamp, I think Picasso is like the symbol of the creative process. Always in metamorphosis, always in transformation. If you see all the span of the career, you have 50,000 works of art in all media. And so the main mission of the museum is to display like a kaleidoscope the work is is good in English and we have always a new angle, a new direction and it's the contrary of Vermeer. Of course Vermeer is a fantastic painter but you have 40 paintings and so you have always to deal with this very limited uh, amount of works. But with Picasso it's the danger, it's the contrary. You have so many uh, ways to look at his creation but you have to take care of this. Mm. What are the master for you? What are the masterworks of Picasso, if you can say? And what do you feel about this idea of genius and masterwork? I think there is a big problem uh, for the Musée Picasso. The two main masterpieces of Picasso are not here: Les Demoiselles d'Avignon and Guernica. One, as you visit the MoMA in New York, and the other now is uh, in Madrid, in the Museo Reina Sofia. But in both cases, we have all the creative process. That's very interesting because you can have the relationship. And by the way, we did two shows. Uh, one, uh, 25 years ago, about the Demoiselles d'Avignon. And it was the last trip of the Demoiselles d'Avignon to Paris. They never travel again and we can make the link between all the preparatory moments and the masterpieces. For Guernica, we did a show two years ago without Guernica. It was Guernica without Guernica. But it was very interesting also to see how before and after these masterpieces were so powerful. And so what is my definition of a masterpiece? It's something which changed completely with the 20th century and Marcel Duchamp, of course, because who decides what is a masterpiece? It's you. It's the public. It's the people who look at the work of art. And it's a change of paradigm, because before it was much more look from the production side. And now we are much more from the reception side. And how 
to make the distinction between a masterpiece and a work of art. I think a masterpiece, you can comment, you can say many, plenty of things, but you will never say the last sentence. You will never say something definitive. And that's the masterpiece. It's like a sea, it's like a, a spring, and it's always something that can have a new look, and I think it's very important. Yes, I like that definition very much. So, in effect, a masterwork is one that turns us into, if we may be artists, it generates our own creative process. Uh, yes, completely true. Yes. Mm. And uh, something you are never, it's never boring. You are never fed up with. You, you always want to have a new look and you always come and visit again or listen again and you have something always new uh, at every moment. with Matisse or other great artists, but you have a real sense of his bio art as biography, the stories behind the paintings, that's why to go to see Picasso Poet, you see the writing behind it. And for me, and you may please expand on it, is that he, it's all, it's very much linked to his line, like handwriting. It's mm -hmm. as personal as handwriting. Yes, uh, I don't remember exactly the quotation, but uh, Picasso says something like that, I paint like I write my diary, and uh, something, uh, voila, it's, it's completely true. But what is very interesting with Picasso, of course you can make a direct link between his biography and his work, and you have thousands of pages on it. Very often it also deals with the universal, and that's this balance between the singularity, the humanity, and the universal, which makes Picasso, I think, one of the genius of the 20th century. Yes, it's always moving and it's always making us think. Now we're all thinking about it also with uh, COVID as well, because everyone... Yes, <laughs> the COVID, the, the main problem, there are so many consequences to the COVID, but the fact that we, we don't uh, travel anymore, we don't visit even at the end of the street, that makes things very different, of course. Mm. But there's an, I've noticed an enormous creative energy that people are kind of... Very often in crisis, mm. if you see, for example, Picasso, mm -hmm. uh, when he arrived in Paris, he was the poorest man in the five square meters with no money, in a very difficult moment. And finally, it was the energy and what we called after the blue period and the rose period comes from this energy. And today, as you said, you can feel in the air, but um, of course the situation is a tragedy, but you have a huge amount of energy. I was this weekend in a very short tour of the gallery and, uh, and around, and you can see people again saying that's the moment to create. I think also having time alone with yourself. It's, an art isn't always social. Artists are very linked with COVID. Unfortunately, they are, I don't know the word in English, but they are always very confined, confined. Yeah, it is, yeah we're, we're used to it. We have to, go, we have to go down into the mines to bring up the, the gold no. or whatever. Um, another interesting thing, I, you know, about Picasso, it's, is that even though he was very much an artist of his generation, as you say, respond, he did these you know, paintings in response to war or different things, he's very, he makes it fresh. You go back in history and you see the other great artists, but you can 
find a kind of cluster and you can see how they're very much like each other. But always Picasso, even if he has the inspiration from the same source, it's very new and you know it is him. You know, Picasso was like a sponge, very influenced by whole art history and the artists around. For example, if you speak about abstraction, Picasso always said that he hates abstraction, he hated abstraction. He was absolutely not interested in abstraction. But finally, when you look at his work, you can see at many times that he was like an abstract artist and he, he looked at many abstract paintings and there was an influence on his art. For example, during the Cubist period, or, uh, where he was like a, a pioneer of the abstract uh, movement. So it's always in, very complicated for an artist. You are alone and you are in the world of art. Many sociologists spoke about that, about the context, and that's the balance which makes things very interesting. Because to create, you have to be alone, especially in the field of painting or visual arts and things like that, which is very different from cinema, of course, and others. But uh, if you don't have the relationship with the public, with the critic, with the expert, you will never be an artist. Sometimes in crisis, okay, there's cut of funding to art, or people feel, those who are not artists, people feel, um, oh, we have to think about serious things. We have to focus our energy on health or fixing the environment. But I feel it is a necessity. I feel it is like an essential hmm? that we need. You don't have to forget art. Because yeah. if you forget art, you forget the essential. Because, of course, we are not animals. What makes the our specificity to humankind. And that's why uh, many people dealing with cultural world during the COVID think they were useless. But finally, you, and you can see it with the success of the digital world during the, the digital cultural world during the crisis, and I think we can have, have still be uh, with a little hope. Mm. No, I, I think it's important. People are appreciating it, but it is not, you know, one always has to defend one's place. <laughs> And, and I do think, I, I, I wonder what Picasso would be doing now and what his response would be now. Uh, it's, it's hard to speculate. Yes, it's very difficult. Um, you can think about Guernica, uh, mm. which was his answer to the Spanish Civil War. I think perhaps he, you don't know, perhaps he, he will have found something completely different to be not in a representative way, illustrative way, but something uh, very powerful. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.